Welcome, listeners, to www.ironradio.org, the website and podcast for all things strength sports and sports nutrition. With your hosts, Lonnie Lowry. Remember, Phil is like a gnarled old oak tree held together with scar tissue and bone spurs. Rob Fortney. And I'm telling you, the pain that I would suffer was beyond excruciating. And Phil Stevens. Do it, Rob. You'll kill all those nerves. Thanks for listening. Welcome, IronRadio.org listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I am an exercise physiology and nutrition professor, and I'm a former competitive bodybuilder. You had to think about that. I did. <laughs> Rob Fortress Fortney, and um, I used to be an editor at Muscle Mag, and I used to be a lot of things, but I'm still rocking and rolling and lifting some heavy weight. Woo! And this yep. is Phil Stevens. Uh, I'm a powerlifter and strength coach. I run Strength Guild and Iron Radio, or not Iron Radio, but uh, LiveForHope.org and uh, you know, you USSF. Co- you co-run, well. co-run Iron Radio. Yeah, there you go. All so. right. Um Let's do a little bit of news. We have a, some listener mail. Uh, everybody, we've got some news. Uh, I know Rob got some really nice listener mail. Let's start with that, Fortress. Strength and Muscle Sport News. What do you got there, buddy? Uh, okay, well, actually, one is uh, a little bit of a question here. So I'll let you guys chime in. Spe- specifically you, Lonnie, uh, as with everything nutrition-related. Um, hi guys, love the podcast. I've learned a lot listening to you guys. That's exactly the problem. All my friends are fellow lifters. These guys are much more muscular than me, but I always hear from them, hear them talking about the dumbest snake oil BS. They don't question anything, and they can constantly talk about all these dumb supplements they eat, and they're indiscriminating about protein, etc., and constantly talking about some new dumb thing they read in the magazines. Deer antler spray... <coughs> How nutsack sweat? I don't know. Oh my or, god! They don't know what something does. Hey, I'm just reading the guy's letter. They think, <laughs> glut- they think glutamine helps you absorb protein, etc. So they eat tons of it. If I ever try to jump in and tell them something, they smirk at me like I'm an idiot because I'm not as big. Okay, I'm a smaller guy. Blah 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 blah. blah. I know my way around a bar. Uh, should I just shut up and let them eat their 600 grams of collagen in peace? <laughs> Thanks. Love the show. Uh, anonymous in case I do get them to listen. Anyway, yeah, so I, I, I'm not going to give the guy's name. Right. So, so um, thank you very much for your letter, Anonymous. Thank you for listening. And Mr. Lonnie, uh, do you have any uh, words to suggest to this young man? You know, I don't know how much you and Phil get this because you guys are like 280-sized guys, but... I do think there is some size discrimination. You know, guys think because they're big, they automatically know more than you do. You know, it doesn't dawn on them that you can actually know an awful lot. Uh, it's sort of like that rule that as a coach, you don't necessarily have to be currently squatting eight or 900 pounds in order to know what you're doing, you know. So I feel for you, buddy. Um, all I know is people are going to sw- keep swallowing the nonsense that the magazines churn out and, and the in YouTube and you know the web in general. So um, just know that you're doing things right. I mean, it's not like you're just getting uh, my opinion or Fortress's or Phil's opinion uh, on this show. You know, we try to reference it, uh, tell you where we got the information, all that kind of thing. Some of this stuff I research and publish myself in peer-reviewed settings. So. I'm pretty sure we're not doing anything stupid. Uh, Not only that, but we watch things happen again and again. I know one of our reader, uh, or rather listener mails, is specifically about how 
efficacious uh, our approach can be. But, um, yeah, I mean, if they don't want to listen to you, you can't make them. I mean, I think the worst thing you can do is sort of fuss and go, somebody listen to me, you know, because <laughs> that's not going to be helpful. Just, you know. Uh, hey, but Lonnie, what do you think about what he was saying about all the uh, glutamine helping protein absorption and all that kind of stuff? The only connection I can see there is uh, glutamine's a fuel for your intestines, you know, for intestinal health, and it may help in people who are very sick. Um, but, I mean, glutamine is one of the amino acids, and its main role is, for me, overtraining. I mean, that's my understanding of it. I don't know if there's something hidden there or not, but the bottom line is why do you need to try to enhance protein absorption to me that's a lot like the um digestive enzymes and all that kind of stuff you're already absorbing probably 92 95 percent of the protein you consume i mean in general uh, there's lots of different kinds of protein but um uh, th- that sounds like they're just excited well, over some recent correct me if i'm wrong too isn't glutamine like almost or the easiest to get just through dietary sources of all the amino acids i mean glutamine's pretty prevalent yeah pretty pervasive I don't know. I feel for the guy. You know what I mean? Yes, they're big. I'm not sure why they're bigger. Maybe they've been lifting longer. Maybe it's genetics. Maybe it's, any, uh, you know, other supplements. I don't know. Uh, and so I said, just just let them be bigger than you. Just lift more yeah. than they do. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, eat like an animal. Lift heavy weights, you know, in a very systematic way. Uh, be as informed as you can because there's a connection between your knowledge base and how well you perform, you know, so... That's all you can do. I mean, be your own man. That's all I say. Yeah, and what Lonnie says is totally true. I mean, how many guys out there are, and again, this is rehashing stuff, but but how many guys have achieved world-class bodybuilding status who, in the grand scheme of weight training, you know, true experts know a very, very, you know, meager amount? I mean... We see it all the time, and we and we talk about on this show constantly about you know genetic response to drugs and the willingness to use lots of drugs and how lots of guys can blow up to be unreal sizes and and truthfully their their knowledge of weight training is pretty much limited to very kind of middle of the road muscle pumping stuff. But to know? support this guy, because I didn't mean to be rude by saying you know somebody listen to me, but. I'm, I'm sure I'm probably going to see that tomorrow at that strength conditioning workshop. You know, I'm, a, I'm sort of the token nerd, you know. I'll, I'll talk my piece about stimulants and training and that sort of thing. Uh, and then this coaching clinic that happens in the afternoon, some of these guys are probably 800-pound squatters. I mean, seriously. But does that mean they know more than me? No. You know, um, I've been squatting for 30 years. Uh, <laughs> and I haven't been doing it wrong, I can promise you that. But it depends on your goals and all this other sort of thing. But the point is, I think people tend to listen to the really big guys, you know, whether they're gassed or whatever they're doing, because it's like visual evidence. But I think you got to be very careful because, like you said, Rob, you and I have seen way too many people. Phil, I bet you have too. That just the guy's big, and that's kind of it. I mean, it, he's leaning too hard on the performing enhancing drugs. Um, just because you're big, that's not automatically validity that you know what you're doing. Um, I would argue, though, in general, it does help. I mean, most guys are not going to get very big unless they learn something along the way. But you don't always see that. That's not perfectly valid. So, you know, keep learning what you can do. Eat eat big. Um, learn big. And you will be big. You know, let, uh, let your performance speak for you, my friend. Like Lonnie said earlier, eat big. 
train big and train properly and become stronger than they are. And then when you're squatting and you look like you're, you know, 30% smaller, but you know, they're you're still warming up when they're like hitting their their maxes. Um that that will say all that needs to be said. I do like that the actions speak louder than words, you know? Yeah. So exactly. The uh it's like that old what is it? I think it was Mercedes-Benz. They had that old tagline 20 years ago, you know, performance above all. I always liked that phrase. It's performance above all, you know. It's like anything that uh that, you know, or any sport out there. I mean, a lot of times the best coaches are the ones that really had to struggle at it and study it. They aren't the ones that were naturally good at it. Um you know, they're a lot of times they're mediocre in their field, but the only way they got mediocre was from struggling and learning as much as they can. You know, I mean, you look at a coach like freaking Abajia, who's arguably the best Olympic weightlifting coach ever, and I'd be surprised if he could throw you know 100 pounds over his head. Yeah. Hey, let, let me he's offer all the coach. <laughs> yeah. And let me offer one thing before we move on to a more positive one. Maybe is, you know what? If they're if they're total jerks. Maybe they're not the guys you want to be hanging around with as yeah, much in the gym. You, you know, find people that are more supportive. You know, it's not like I sit here every week and, and listen to Phil and Rob rag on me because I only squat 400 for a handful of reps. You know what I mean? Um, people have different goals. There are different stages in their lives and their training, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, they should be supporting you if they're your buddies, you know. So, And I'm not saying you have to ditch them entirely, but maybe you just – Associate with some other people in addition to them. It doesn't have to be a full blown replacement, you know. And maybe they're your, they're your friends outside of that kind of thing. But if they're making that kind of harsh judgments, that's not very supportive. So anyway, yeah. All right, let me just read um, one more. I think it's pretty long. Um, but anyway, hey guys, I've been listening to y'all for years now and wanted to finally write and say thanks. He, he was 150 pounds for as long as you can remember. He did CrossFit thing for a while. <coughs> wow. Mm. Yeah, well, everybody knows what we think of CrossFit. Um, and got good and fast, but not strong. He's a police officer in Texas, and he, he is of the opinion that bigger, stronger men are harder to kill. Goes without saying. Kneel before me or I shall crush you. Yep. I am okay losing a foot chase, but not okay losing a fight love it um and this is also interesting unfortunately police military military training isn't conducive to muscle gain yep absolutely so anyway so you begin with the state train uh strength training and five three one and blah 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 learn all those lifts how to do them properly um anyway he uh was he liked our all our talking about crashing through barriers Cry and let's put the dogs of war um, he started this process at the beginning of 2013 at 148. He began 2014 in 184. Nice. And more importantly, he doubled his back squat. Yeah. I was just going to say, what do we say about weight gain and squats going up? You know, mm-hmm. they go hand in hand. Y'all were absolutely the catalyst to my change. There's a lot of time-wasting bullshit out there that's easy to get caught up in. I listen every week and have heard every episode. I'd probably still yeah. spit wheels if it weren't for y'all. So thanks again. Y'all will be getting a nice donation. Oh, hey. After my second kiddo arrives, I owe it to you. Well, first of all, congratulations on the impending or now arrived second kiddo. Right on. Um, thanks for the donation, or not, if you find that you have to buy just way too many diapers. And uh, <laughs> thank you for the letter, because it means a lot to us. I, uh, I forward them both to uh, Lonnie and Phil, so we can all see them. And uh, 
Yeah, awesome. I like yeah, like you were saying, Lonnie, the whole crashing through barriers idea. That's uh that's a big part of our kind of our you know, push on this show. Uh it's kind of an underlying theme. So here's one guy to all the rest of you out there who uh who took it to heart. Right, shining so, example. You know yeah. what too? People have said this before, like on iTunes reviews and whatnot, but they're like I like the different perspectives from you guys. And how funny is it that uh all of us have that crash through barriers mentality. I mean, even me you know, Mr. Lab Guy, let's face it. I mean, there are too many little things going up and down in your life. you got to get aggressive at the table just like you do with the weights and, you know, and try to be systematic without overcounting every little everything, you know, and that's that kind of minutia is what screws up. I don't know if it screws up the powerlifters as much as the bodybuilders. Um, Certainly, I don't think powerlifters are counting grams of fat as much, you know. Um, But they probably make lots of mistakes with overly fancy, overly complicated counting when it comes to bar math, you know, and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, different perspectives, but that works, brother. So you are an example, but it works. And, you know, we wouldn't go on about it. I mean, we wouldn't yeah. embrace that ourselves if that didn't work. So I have I have literally hundreds of clients and myself that can tell you it works. So, yeah. <laughs> Yep. No, thanks for the letter. That was great. I mean, it's it's glad to hear that you took it to heart. You went in there and you you, you did the uh, you did the hard thing, and you just quit messing around and got the work done. The proof so, is in the pudding. I mean, he's yeah. dozens of pounds heavier. Yeah, you know, when and, and what did it take? It just took devotion and some hard work. You know, which is where most people are lacking that aren't making progress. You know, they're they're too busy he, he looking met- for the next greatest thing. He also mentions about the, you know, having to get let go of the fear of, you know, not quite having, you know, that six pack. And, and, and you know, it, it's, we've said this so many times, you know, it, it's true. You know, if, if, if you are dead set on maintaining some very, very crisp six pack for the beach, then it's, you're, you're kind of, unless you're going the pharmaceutical route, you're pretty much dead set on always going to be a 155 pound twink, so... Yeah, I ha- I hate to say it, but and it's hard to let go of that though, Rob. You know that. You know it's hard to let go. Phil, you were a physique oh, guy that's why, in the that's early why stage, I feel like stage. I actually say it because I did do it. Yeah. So I am, no, I I'm, agree. It I'm is not tough. just talking my butt here. It is, but yeah, yeah. Again, you have to think of you know what is it you want. You know what I mean? And if you're, uh, yeah, I mean, how many guys do you know that are drug free out there and walking around with amazing six packs at two twenty? Um, right. You know, unless you're like you know six foot nine, that's not usually going to happen. And you know to help people let go of that too. and i don't want to champion obesity we've talked about that before we're not talking about be a pig you know be a beanbag chair uh you got to have a lot of structure under that but one of the things that helps a lot of the guys sort of get over that if they're over obsessing is um off-season bodybuilders are not ripped and not the big ones yeah. <laughs> you know not the big ones so that's mm-hmm. what, that's what we all have in common so yeah no i agree i mean we were uh, in the gym monday i think it was and we were we pulled a bunch of old pictures of me when I was like one seventy, and I have you know so I was literally a hundred pounds lighter than I am now. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it takes a, it yeah, it takes some doing mentally to get to get past that and say, say screw it, I'm going to do it, you know. But there's, I don't know, there's there's bigger things in life than walking around with a six pack all the time, and you know, it's stuff I wanted to try out. You know, I had done the get lean thing. Hey, let's get strong. You yeah. know, and my only way to do it was. I, I wasn't going to be lifting the numbers I am now, being 170 pounds. Was that back in your Playgirl days? 
Phil? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> Phil just rolled with your nonsense. There's, there's still some rare magazines out. There's collector's edition, but you can still find. Oh, them nice. Well, I I still have my first issues in uh, in, in tucked in plastic. So yeah. nice. Well, send it to me. I'll sign it for you. The Christmas Unless edition. It. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. In 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 some other news, let's talk about the uh, the LA Fit Expo this weekend. There was lots of stuff that happened there. First off. Um, Larry Pacifico's long-standing record fell since 1973. Dan Green came in and got his fifth world record. Uh, beat Larry Pacifico's record by like 3.8 pounds. Um, totaled 2,083.8 pounds at 2.42 with no wraps. Yeah, you saw the video, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, amazing stuff. Animal. Uh, yeah. And I'll put it out there just because I, I think it's interesting. I've been actually talking with... Uh, Dan's wife, and we're trying to get him on the show. She, she's going to put it in his ear, and you know, she said, we'll be on. So she said, just give, give her some time. I'm supposed to keep bugging her. So look for look for Dan, hopefully in the near future, to join us and, and talk some training. Boom. Good. Um, that'll be fun. Um, and then uh, the other mention from the LA Fit Expo is uh, Brandon Lilly's knee injury. I don't think Lonnie, you haven't heard about it, right? Nope. I think Brandon set a record for the most things torn oh. um, so this was a post by him as he was getting ready to go into surgery he sheared the ACL, meniscus patella, tore both quad tendons and MCL in both knees um, and then broke the kneecap in half on the left knee I think it is um, and then later on it came out that also on that left knee um, detach the hamstring as well. My God. Yeah. So it, it's a pretty brutal video. Oh, you um, have the video. It looked a lot like Ed Combs when he when his knee went out. But uh, you can see that the the one knee goes, the left knee goes, and then everything shifted to the right, and then he just gets crushed down to his knees at oh. 750 pounds. Um. Anyways, I mean, yeah. Let's. Uh, all we can say is good luck, man. I hope you know they got the surgery done, and, and let's hope for a speedy recovery. Nobody, nobody wishes that on anybody, <laughs> you know. Um, and that had to be a hard thing to follow up after you know the other competitors having to go do it too. But uh, the thing I've seen, he seems like he's in good spirits um, from from what I've seen online and stuff. So, um, was there any predisposing uh, hint that this kind of massive? I don't think so at all. Mm. I don't think there was anything at all. I mean, not that I've heard. Um, got, I, I haven't heard of an injury this bad uh, as far as both legs and whatnot go. Um, yeah, how do you was, break your patella? How, what it must have been? The, well, it must have been when he hit the ground. Yeah, he, he toppled on the both knees, and yeah. Oh. So, um. Yeah, it's uh. Well, and he also, you know, he dislocated the patella on both knees, so one of them was then broken in half. But, um. Oh, yeah, but um. So yeah, good luck, Brandon. I hope you know. Hope we see you back and you come back from this. But uh, you know, speedy recovering, all that. At least the only positive thing I can draw out of that is at least he did it sort of on the field of battle, so to speak. You know what I yeah. mean? He did it doing something he loves, and it's it wasn't you it was something Abs- stupid. Absolutely. Well, yeah. well, you know, like a car wreck or something. Yeah. 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 Oof. Um, yeah, there was other thing. I mean, other things that happened at the Fit Expo was uh, you know a buddy of mine from right down the road that I. I actually have uh, my first belt was from him. Uh, 
Ben Moore competed out there as a super heavyweight, and he hit some impressive numbers. Uh, um, over 800 raw squat. Um, I think he was like in the 750s deadlift. Total almost 2100. So yeah, it looked like it was looked like it was a good time out there. But uh, lots of big lifts going. At least one world record. So, I've so always wondered about yeah there. the competitions and stuff that happen out there. I hear about that all the time, and uh, always wondered about that the whole event. Yeah, it seems like it's getting bigger than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be a pretty big expo. So um, no, but give give shout out to a local guy, Ben Moore. So um, I think he's going to come to one of our events coming up pretty soon. So. Yeah, that's oh, you know there was one little bit from the science world, uh, and it's a real world thing um, from my personal experience lately. But I don't know how much we've gone on about how stem cells are changing medicine. But uh, one of the little features I get, and I kind of do it on behalf of Iron Radio listeners, you know, whether it's nutrition uh, news and or science news, these different places. But one of them is Total Eclipse E Clips. And they send some neat stuff, and it's a little bit too hard on some of the dry science, but um, here's a title that just caught my eye. Acid treatment could provide a breakthrough in stem cell technique. So stem cells are going to change medicine. I mean, period. Um, You know, the problems in the early days, in fact, I think the Total Eclipse site talks about some of the history of it, but some of the early problems was, you know, oh, well, we don't want to drive this from fetal material and, and all this, but now they're taking adult cells. And uh, here it says, scientists have found a surprisingly simple way to turn mature cells back into primitive state. Simply giving mouse blood cells an acid bath is enough to produce so-called pluripotent cells that can develop into any cell type in the body. Uh, And they reported that uh, in two new papers this week. Uh, That's January 2014, so spanking new. And what I saw personally from that was uh, there's... Two guys I know, I, I'm going to leave them nameless right now and, until someday they uh, they tell me I can mention them. But um, one of them, they're both serious lifters, uh, strong guys, students. Uh, and one of them actually is in some type of clinical trial with, uh, I think it's herniated discs uh, and stem cells, inject in stem cells. And you have, it's just amazing the kinds of things that you see happen. So, I mean, imagine down the road where... I don't know. Phil, it depends on how long you hang on. But let's say you hang on long enough, they could get, I don't know, maybe they get stem cells growing cartilage all over your ball and socket joint in your hip. You know, Uh, It's going to change medicine. And like I said, so now that they can sample all kinds of cells and get them to revert back to stem cells, it's not hard to harvest. um, And that's just going to accelerate things hugely. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I know we talked a little bit about that with our guest a few uh, months ago. Yeah. But uh, I'm starting to see it. I mean, I couldn't believe this guy's like, yeah, I'm in a little clinical trial with that. And he's rehabbing, and things are looking really, really good after some serious, like I said, I think it's a a ruptured uh, herniated disc. A a young guy like that, I hate to see disc problems starting to shut him down already. You know, and I I think it's it's more or less fixing it. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for the stem cells thing, everybody. Stem cells can grow and differentiate, mature into almost anything. And I think they're doing amazing things already in medicine. And this is sooner than I would have even thought. So yeah. that, that's my little Kind of like how technology, like you look at computers and, you know, since the advent of digital technology and stuff, how everything just snowballs faster and faster and faster. It's almost like sometimes you get in anything that you're researching, you get to a point where you kind of, 
you, you know, you, you, you breach something that's been holding, you know, it back, and then all of a sudden it just snowballs, like, into, you know, incredibly. So who knows? Yeah, there's new news on stem cells almost every day, so that really fits with what you're saying, Rob. First, you, I heard a little bit. Uh, there was some concern early on that they, they were afraid if they did it wrong, depending on the medium or the other cells around, that they might revert. Like, if you use skin cells and you undifferentiate them back to stem cells, then like, let's say you put them in someone's heart to heal their heart. Boy, you don't want those cells reverting back to skin cells once yeah. they're in your heart. So, I mean, this could this is the kind of stuff that could be almost science fiction bad. But I really think they're getting a handle on what keeps them in one state or another and all that kind of thing. But here's another one, stem cell timeline. And again, I would check out Eclipse. It's January 30th, 2014. I mean, I can't get any newer than this. It says, yesterday, the potential of stem, cell, stem cells to revolutionize medicine got a huge boost. You see, Fortress, there you go. With news of an ultra-versatile kind of stem cell from adult mouse cells using a remarkably simple method. And anyway, they have a whole timeline for it. So if you don't understand stem cells, you want to learn more about it. Because like I said, they will affect you. I mean, if I think if you're middle-aged or younger, uh, maybe even if you're old already, um, they're here. Um, so I, I don't know. I think at some point they're going to look back at some of the surgeries that we do now, and they're going to think butchers, you know, because mm. now all you do is squirt in some stem cells and do the right therapy and boom. It's yeah, exactly. Like you rebuilt. said, like what we talked about with Dr. Reed's and the prolotherapy and whatnot. Right, yeah. <clears throat> Track down Ben's total. He hit an 810 squat, 457.5 bench, 766 deadlift for 20, 33.8. So impressive looking. Big numbers, to be sure. Yep, big numbers for oh big man. Um, one more I wanted to mention. Uh, we have a listener and avid poster on the Facebook page, Brian Haley. Um, I'm pretty sure I gave a shout-out to him back in September. Um, I was actually he, – he was getting some training from me, and Brian uh, had a really bad injury um, and lost half his foot at work. <coughs> um he went and squatted for the first time today after surgery and uh, oh. 225 for eight. So hey. pretty awesome news yeah. and uh, not bad for a first time back with, with half your foot missing. But, um, so no, yeah, I, I just want to say great job for, for getting in there and starting to get it done. You know, you have every excuse in the book, not to even train, you know, sit on the couch and be a gelatinous yeah. block. You, you, uh, you know, for, for those of us, and for those of us who actually love it, can you imagine how that felt for him to go and do that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. You know, like it doesn't matter if it was one plate, you know what I mean? Like if you, it's, it's like the fact that you're doing what you love when you yep. might have thought at one point that you never were going to be able to do it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like going back home. Yeah. Just <laughs> back under the bar. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah. But, Awesome. So, yeah, it's great to see that. Just congratulations on getting back in the gym. Um, Onward and upward from here. Okay. Well, let's go to break, and then when we come back, we're going to have some training talk, um, some other BS, um, and then maybe I'll give a few sneak peeks about this uh, strength conditioning workshop that's going on tomorrow. Uh, But we'll be back in just a minute. Hi, this is Dr. Lowry with an update on the protein book that you hear about in the ad at the end of the show. Uh, If you simply Google CRC Press in protein, 
there's a new development on the right side of the page. You can see ebook, and there's a purchase slash rent option. And the cool thing here is if you check that out now, because they have an agreement with Vital Book, uh, you can actually download the ebook for sixty nine U.S. dollars. So that's thirty one percent off the ninety nine ninety five uh, cover price. So that's pretty fantastic. Sixty nine dollars. I think that's going to drop it into the affordable range for a lot of people. And you can even rent it uh, lower down the page. They have 180 day rentals and one year rentals. So you can access the book in electronic format and get some of this juicy information. So thanks. Hi, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry. And on behalf of Phil and Rob, I'd just like to let listeners know that if you love us or you hate us, We'd like you to leave a comment or perhaps vote for us on iTunes. It helps us out quite a bit on the popularity side of things. Uh, you can also follow uh, Dr. Lowry, me, on Twitter. Uh, it's Lawnman7 on Twitter if you want to do that. We also have a Facebook page, the Iron Radio uh, listeners page. So uh, whether it's leaving a comment or voting for us or following us on Twitter or Facebook uh, that would be fantastic. Also, uh, occasionally Rob or myself will write an article for another website and Phil will as well. So lots of ways to um, interact, uh, follow us in other media, and vote for us and uh, keep things going strong on Iron Radio. Thanks. Like your weekly fix of Iron Radio? In addition to being a popular institute on iTunes – we are also on email. Simply go to www.ironradio.org and sign up for the voluntary email. You'll get a once per week email, no more, that's little more than the show notes and a link to the audio. So go for it. Welcome back to Iron Radio. Um, we're on the second part of the show today. Um, with me is my co-host, Phil and Lonnie. I haven't been on for a couple of weeks, so I'm glad to be back. Um, but before we move on with the show, I know Lonnie wanted to uh, add one other thing he wanted to say. Lonnie? Yeah, partly just because you're back. Um, and because this week on the way to work, I actually had the radio on for a minute. I rarely listen to the radio anymore. I mean, podcasts, to me, in a lot of ways, have replaced radio. And not just ours, other topics, too. But, um, God, morning talk radio is so asinine. <laughs> I, you guys, I don't know what it's like. You know, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We should do a mock episode. You know, they always have those cheesy little bumper sound clips and stuff like, Welcome, you know, to Internet Radio. <laughs> I hate that stuff. It's so good. it's so yeah. dumb. Uh, I mean, Rob, you have a nice radio voice, but you know, you don't get that level of cheese. Well, it, what was that one day we did that? We did almost a mock commercial. We talked about that fake product. People were actually asking if it was real. Yeah, there's been people like our uh, our satire episodes. The one guy loved the episode about um, how to be small, how to stay small. Yeah. I think <laughs> there's a yeah. comment on iTunes. But, you know, we should do that sometime. We'll just do a whole episode. I'll get some of those sound clips, you know, straight off the morning talk shows just to illustrate to everybody why we do this, right? Because yeah, we'll all have to come up with great nicknames, flashy ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but I guess the point being is 
hallelujah that there's it's just at least it's gym talk you know whether it's listener comments or whether it's what's in the news uh with the lifting or the science or whatever uh yes it's specific to our interests but god the drivel on morning talk even though they talk about current events and stuff it's just it's so dumb i just i i want to light myself on fire (laughs) it's just horrific anyway so that's one of the reasons that I often think we do this, you know, is so we can spare some of you guys from from that retardation. Yeah, an hour a week of reality. Yeah. <laughs> so having said that, let's um, let's step up and fit the bill. So training talk. Uh, we haven't done an episode like this uh, really much lately, especially with Rob coming and going, but uh, what's the training like, Fortress? Let's let's start with you. What, what's the? I know you've been traveling and stuff. So is that affecting your your lifting? Are you making good progress, or what are you doing? Yeah, well, I lost a few pounds, you know, because I w- was visiting my hometown there for about a week and a half. But that's just temporary. Um, you know, I reinvigorated that injury in my hip and back, um, kind of going too fa- heavy, too fast. But it, it once again will get get back to where it was. I'll just have to be a little bit. But slower. It was funny because it's funny how you fear, you know, your body's tolerances after an injury. You know, it's like, you know, three three plates was fine, squats, four plates was fine, five was even okay. As soon as I went to six, it, it, you know, it's almost like I could hear my body saying, nope, we weren't ready. <laughs> so it kind of pushed me back a, a month or so in the recovery process, but. No, I know I exactly bet. what you mean. Yeah there's, yeah, there's like a threshold there. And even if you know it's coming, you want to you got to push it. You got to approach yeah. it, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things where now, you know, the second time through I'll be smarter and just be a little, little bit slower in the progressive, you know, round pushing up towards that. So um yeah, bench is going well, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So everything's fine as far as my goals. I mean, uh you know, it's the same as it's been for a couple of years now. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm kind of, you know, I, th- I think I've been kind of stuck with my bench um, in the last couple of years, kind of in the same kind of realm, you know, working out with sets and reps and, you know, somewhere between three and four. I'm kind of getting tired of that. So <laughs> so, so the catalyst has been set where I'm kind of like, I, I, a big motivator for you, me is just getting tired of, you know, annoyed with something. So, yeah. um, you know, it's like, you know what, I got to get my bench heavier because I'm kind of, I'm tired of dicking around with, you know, give or take the same, you know, 25, 30 pounds, you know, for, for my work sets and stuff kind of thing. Phil, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. you know, I just, I, I'm kind of getting tired of the plate configurations kind of being the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you need to I go to, to a, a gym that's all kilos and then it'll throw you all off. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, actually I just read something funny where Dave Tate was saying that, um, He's saying use all sorts of mismatched plates because then you don't know how much weighs on the bar, and sometimes psychologically that can help you. Yes. Um, you know, so maybe I'll just you know get a, like a sixty foot bar and just put all freaking fives on there. <laughs> fives. <laughs> no, like I hear you. Anyway, you know what? Yeah, let so me. I want to make one comment because it's very similar to what you're saying. Um, lately, I've been trying to get the momentum back up and for a while I was uh, this past week it's just ridiculous how it's a constant struggle with me between work and lab and and lifting you know and I'm not making excuses but the point being is um I've got some really bad shoes blown out shoes they're like skater shoes right I I got them cuz the bottoms are real flat 
in a lot of ways, they remind me of like Chuck Taylors. And you know what? I think I mentioned this before, but I decided I don't like Chuck Taylors. <laughs> I don't know. They hurt my ankles uh, when I lift in that stuff or if I try to do anything other than squat in them, basically. But um, these shoes are real flat and they're blown out as, on top of it. And um, I was all right at 315. I was all right at 365. I know these aren't numbers are going to press anybody. But when I went to 405, the bottom of my feet. Now, I don't know if this ever happened to you guys, but the bottom of my feet got bruised, I guess. Oh. The next day, like the my heels are killing me. Again, you know, these shoes are ruined. I shouldn't be wearing them to squat in at all. But I've never seen anything like that. And I think there was some threshold around the 405, you know. And that's about all as heavy as I go anymore. My back won't have it. Um, but never had anything like that before. I'm like tiptoeing around for the next two days like, what the hell just happened to me? So... I don't know if any listeners, if that ever happened, post on our Facebook page. But I, I've never experienced that before. Like I said, it's got to be the bad it, shoes, uh, you know. And you a, sure you weren't? You sure you weren't vigorously doing your river dancing? It may have been the <laughs> river dancing the, for cardio. Because I know you kind of get a little, little over the top sometimes when you get doing that stuff. It, that might be, yeah, that might be it. Yeah. So what about you, Phil? <laughs> oh yeah, my training's changed quite a bit right now. My body weight's back up, so I'm out of Twinkville. I'm back up to 270 at least. I don't um, want to hear your definition of twink. Probably anything <laughs> tw- 260, uh, 260 or less. <laughs> you know, I'm hovering right about there. I was down in the 50s. Oh. So, uh, one of my training partners was like, he was giving me crap because I was getting close to his weight. But uh, <clears throat> so no, you can't have you know, that. I got, I got my weight back up a little bit, and I've just kind of went in and uh, I, I, I've went on a squat program that I've had a lot of other people do that I've been tweaking for a while, and I needed something. Life is so crazy right now. With I had I had freaking like eight athletes and meets in two different countries last weekend, and we got the gym move coming up and all this stuff going on. So I just needed something to, and you know I'm coming off the meet not too long ago. I needed something that I, where I just got numbers written down and this is what I got to do. So I, you know I went on I'm squatting three times a week now, um, averaging about with my working sets I'll do about a hundred reps of squats a week. Um, one of my working sets, and then uh, a, a bit of deadlifting, and you know, my bench I've changed up. I've had the shoulder problem for a while, so I'm only benching like one out of every three times. Um, but it's working well, so I, I'm doing dips again, which I haven't done in a long time, and pushing those hard, and if they feel good, and then some overhead pressing. And uh, yeah, things are coming back. I'm not pushing any big numbers right now. I'm just getting a lot of volume in, like mostly sets of ten and stuff like that. Bodybuilder feels going back to bodybuilding. Yeah, I'm going all bodybuilder-esque, man. And, uh, Dips. You know, That's nice. So the sets of 10, I mean, I even with the bar, it's it's horrible. <laughs> it's a lot more. Than, I like ones. Yeah. Ones and twos are great. You do 10, it's like, oh. Even me, but, you guys, I mean, you might think, oh, you know, the because I'm not a, a power lifter, uh, you know, that maybe uh, eights and tens are fun for me. No, they're not. I, yeah. I really like fives. You know, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Ten is Sure. But you know, I'm, another goal that I have with training right now is I'm keeping anybody that's watched me squat in real life, you can tell that I'm lifting about ninety five percent of the load on one leg. So I'm trying to keep my loads purposely at a level where I can concentrate on shifting trying to put at least trying to put fifty percent on my left leg and drive with my left leg. Because I, I just know if I bring that up even to where it's pulling a quarter of the load, my, my squat's gonna go up dramatically. So um, you know, I'm really trying to push that bad leg and with all its nerve damage and everything else. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's about six weeks that I'll do it. 
Yeah, that's a lot of strategy for you. Like, how much do you focus on the weakness? How much do you lean on the good side? You know what I mean? Yeah, at a point when the weight goes up, I just got to let my body do what it does. I can't think, okay, you know, you, you can't think and be strong at the same time. So, you know, I try to take these times where I'm just, I'm concentrating on stuff like that. And hopefully it bleeds over to when, you know, you just go in automatic mode. Um, you know, some muscle memory kicks in from all the reps you just did. Yeah. But. That actually reminds me of the, the old bodybuilder rule that, you know, if one arm is not as big as the other, you could focus on the smaller arm, but generally if you just keep using heavy weights two-handed, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to even out on some level eventually, you yeah. would think, you know. Yeah. So, And you know what? I, I want to qualify something, too. When I mentioned squatting, if anybody's like, I've never heard of anything like that. I actually also – this dawned on me. It's been sub-zero here in Ohio for – weeks i mean it's freaking cold here uh not compared to what rob's used to probably but i mean we've had literally like a high the other day was negative three that's nutty um but i went for a run outside in those bad shoes in the super cold and i think my body running is like poison (laughs) and uh i'm running in chuck taylor's well they're no they're old skater type shoes but they're flat oh the, the it's a long story but i was supposed to go to the gym I ended up getting locked out of my car. I, I couldn't do anything except kill some time until I could get back in the house. L- again, long story short, I'm like, well, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a workout somehow. So I just got kind of pissed off and I ran all over town. And because <laughs> yeah, that's it, the last thing I think about doing. Last resort. Well, I know yeah. I, I didn't have anything to lift. You know, it was sub, it was cold <laughs> as hell. So I couldn't. I don't know. I had to wrestle with my dogs or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know. know. Try to deadlift the bumper of my car up and down the road or something. I don't know. But it was a a last resort, and I'm sure that probably contributed to, you know, I just, not good. Oh, here's another one real quick that I can hit on. Uh, I just, I actually posted it on the uh, um, Iron Radio Facebook page. I just announced the second annual Strength Guild Games that will be held right here. And it's going to be another brutal two days. Um, I think it's going to be a lot bigger this year. The teams that came last year, I think they'll all be here, plus a, a bunch more. Iron Mind is going to sponsor us again, and um, I'll get some other ones too. But uh, it's a lot heavier this year. Um, the way I do it is uh, basically it's all based in the traditional strength sports. So it's it's powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, Highland Games, strongman, and then the track and field short events. So everything that's more strength and explosive based. So I have those five areas, and then I, under those areas, I have all the events listed out, and I roll a die. Um, that's how we come up with them each year. And this time it ended up pretty darn heavy, but uh, should be a fun one. I'm, I'm going to do it this year. So last year I sat it out because it was the first year, um, but I'm going to come in and, and compete this year, and we're going to put a team together because we want to keep the trophy here in town at, at the gym. But uh, I think fun. we're going to have some tough uh, – some tough uh, competition this year, but yeah, we got 400 meter relay. I'm gonna I'm gonna rule that. That's my 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 event there because I love running so much. So <laughs> hey, question. <laughs> I got a question for you. So is this sanctioned by your uh, your federation in some way, or is this just outside that? No, it's just a games that I'm gonna hold every year. Okay. Um, it's kind of like I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like the CrossFit Games, I guess, but it has rules and it's heavy. <laughs> it's kind of how I. You know, we like uh, there's a max snatch, and you have to do it under the rules. All the events you have to do under the rules of the existing sport. Um, so there's no press outs and things like that. Like the powerlifting events, you have to do in the rules of powerlifting. Um, the Olympic lifts, you have to do within the rules of the Olympic lifting. So 
But this one, there's like, geez, there's a bunch of maxes. There's log press max, squat max, um, deadlift max, and snatch max. Um, so now just to clarify, and I think we probably talked about this last year. So you're going indoors and outdoors back and forth? Or is this yeah, all? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We go in and out. So um, I can list the events real quick. Like day one, it's 400 meter relay. Then you have to do a log press max. And then you do a squat max. And then you throw the shot put. And then it's bench for reps. For men, it's body weight. For women, it's 75% body weight. Um, that's day one. And then you got to come back the next day. And we have a sandbag load. Um, like the heavyweight men have to pick up a 125, 150, 200, 250-pound bag to a 48-inch platform. Um, and the Bramer Stone, which is a Highland Games event. And then we have the Team Tug of War, um, which was an awesome event last year. And then Snatch Max. And the last event after 10 events over two days is Deadlift Max. So, um, And how it's set up is there's you get a – there's teams of four. Um, there's a heavyweight man and a lightweight man, a heavyweight woman, a lightweight woman. And it's all based on team scores. Well, that's fun. Good, yeah. Yeah. So it, it was real fun last year. It was, uh, you know, the, the strength field team, my gym's team, came back on day two and uh, and won it. But it was close. It was close the whole weekend. But. Yeah, team events, I think that's one of the things. We talked about that ages ago. But I, that's one of the things that I think maybe could give uh, strength sports a boost. Yeah, I know, think so, too. Make it a team team cooperation kind of effort. This was a games that I've talked about doing for a long time, and last year I finally pulled the trigger, and it was very popular, you know, with the teams that showed. And I think we'll get a lot more this year, and uh, um, just keep growing. I mean, build it, and they will come, type of thing. <coughs> so, yeah, the federation. You ask about that. We got some news coming out probably next week on that, but we've got a lot of meets going up, um, powerlifting and, and Olympic lifting. Nationals is coming up here pretty soon, where we should be giving fourteen to fifteen hundred dollars away. Um, I think. After that meet, you'll see us kind of hit. We'll be a little better known because nobody else is giving that kind of money away. Um, now, wait, so is that total or that's that's broken up over for, a couple of – That's going to be broken in between four people. Okay. So it's still pretty good money, um, yeah. especially for year one. So um, it, I think I figured it up. And the, the, the open men has been our most popular category, open men unequipped, which means you get belt and wraps, knee wraps. Um, whoever wins that should take home about 500 bucks. So it's not bad. I mean, you're not taking home money anywhere else. Even, I mean, like the LA Fit Expo, you don't take away a check. Does that mean that so. once you win money in an event, are you a professional? I mean, one definition of professional is earning money doing your sport. I mean, well, I don't think the thing is, I mean, as far as powerlifting, as far as I know, you just claim you're a professional. So, because oh. it's not like there's a in other events, yeah. Like in baseball, if you made money, then you lose your NCAA standing or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but there's not like there's collegiate powerlifting, <laughs> so it's not a a sport like that. So I think I, I don't think it's that way in, in powerlifting to where that's a. Uh, I suppose you could call yourself a professional because you won money, but. Um, yeah, that's that's funny. I guess I never realized that the pro powerlifters are. At some point, they just identify with pro status, and they just claim pro. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the Highland Games. Like when we had Jake on talking about it, you just kind of decide to go pro. And it's usually, you're, of course, your total needs to be up there high enough. and you need to be able to compete with the big boys. Like um, even our nationals, you have to, it's the, you have to qualify to even come. Unlike a lot of the federations out there that just call it a nationals and anybody can come. Um, you have to be top three in your weight class. 
um, and you get an invite. So, um, yeah, then we go from there. But cool. Hey. We're always looking for state chairs if anybody out there wants to uh, run the uh, meets for us in in other states. So there you go. Uh, I just wanted to add one quick thing. I said if we had a little bit of time, we have a little bit of time left. Um, I'm going to offer a handful of highlights about the uh, strength workshop that's going to go on tomorrow. Um, there's some talks, uh, everything from coaching to you know if you want to get into the industry, and uh, there were some things I was digging through just this afternoon. And while it's fresh in my mind, I can point people to it, but. A lot of listeners know I've been researching different stimulants um, via instant coffee and there's different energy drinks and just straight anhydrous caffeine and what they do to non-fatiguing explosive performance because that's what I'm interested in. And we've been looking at stuff like women lately uh, or differences between habituated uh, coffee or caffeine users and people who are unhabituated. Um, And there's some interesting stuff and sometimes it really surprises me. But there was some interesting work done about how uh, diet and other factors affect peak caffeine concentrations. Uh, generally, when you dose caffeine, it's like a 60-minute uh, to peak performance. And the weird thing is your blood levels don't peak at 60 minutes, but your performance does. So I have no idea why, you know, I mean, unless yeah. what's circulating in your blood isn't reflective of maybe what's trickling down your nerves. I don't know. But – it looks like the 60 minute before go time is the magic number and that doesn't match with blood levels this is weird um but a couple other things that jumped out to me today one was um very thin uh, aerobic athletes aerobically trained athletes they don't peak in their caffeine in their blood as high as other active men and i don't know if that's because they're they train themselves to be sort of steady state you know what I mean? Whereas maybe we train ourselves more like a dragster, Rob. You've used that analogy before, a race car. You know, vroom, then you're done. Um, but that didn't help. Uh, carbohydrates in the meal also lowered the caffeine peak in the blood and delayed it. So a lot of people have carbohydrates in addition. I mean, think what they put in a lot of um, energy drinks, right? There's sugar, there's carbs right in there. Uh, but that slows it down. So that 60-minute mark might be delayed, and the peak's going to be delayed. Again, it's debatable if the peak even helps. One thing that struck me, and I thought of powerlifters. No offense. I know not all powerlifters carry lots of extra body fat. But the more body fat you have, apparently there's a correlation with the more caffeine that hits your bloodstream. And I don't know why that would be either. But um, there's some cool work by guys like Skinner and Irwin and there's a couple different guys that are looking at some of these things, but uh, you know, interesting stuff. And habituation uh, did not affect peak blood levels, uh, but habituation it does blunt the response, the the muscular, you know, neuromuscular response a little bit. But I How do you measure that? Um, well, what we do is we we have guys that are habituated, caffeine habituated, and those who are caffeine naive, mm-hmm. and we feed them. Something like, you know, like the, the two packs of Via Instant Coffee like you did, Phil. And then mm-hmm. uh, 60 minutes later, um, after their last sip of the coffee, um, 
we use a ballistic measurement system. It's just a tether you put around yes. the end of a bl- uh, Olympic bar, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. we get it'll give you a velocity, rate of force development. I mean, power in watts. It gives like you a tendo unit. Oh man, there's all kinds of yeah. variables, right? And so, yeah. and we look and we say, you know, what percent increase do these guys get versus these guys? And we're looking at women, and we're just starting to crunch the women's numbers too, and they're surprising me too. Uh, it looks like. Now, it's not statistically significant, so some people would say, well, then it's not happening. Okay, but at least quantitatively, women seem to be responding better than the guys. Mm. Uh, I think, though, that might be because we're giving a standard two-pack of via dose, and then the relative dose for the women, because they're smaller, is simply higher. Like, the per kg dose is simply higher. So Rob needs, like, six packs. I am mighty! Uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey Phil, yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, putting your address here because I'm sending off those uh, sealed playgirls for you to sign. Oh, nice. nice! Oh Lord! All right, let me say one more thing before Rob <laughs> <laughs> Rob pulls us on a tangent. The other thing is I've been talking to um, Mike Walker. He's been on the show before. Uh, he's a strength coach, uh, and he's actually helping me with a strength conditioning class, running the labs and stuff. But um, Mike is. Uh, very interested in Olympic lifting and actually has his sights on Olympic uh, competition. Um, but he and I, he's bringing in all this coffee. These, he, he, apparently you can get this coffee right off of Amazon from Finland. I mean, I told him about kavi, which is something that I had when I was in Finland. And it's sort of a slightly acidic, I don't want to say sour, but probably high caffeine content kind of coffee. It's just very blue collar. You know, I watch these guys. It's like dark almost all day long. It's cold. And I mean, these guys are just hammering this. This is not like, you know, pinky extended, fancy French coffee. You know, this is hardcore, almost Viking stuff. And Mike's bringing in all these different kinds of Odin's blend and all this. This is kind of you know fun to sit around and drink that before you go to the li- go to lift. But one of the things that he and I are interested in coffee as opposed to just taking caffeine is when you consume coffee, it improves your ability to handle carbs in your diet. Uh, that there's lots of studies on that now. Uh, instant coffee or regular coffee, not so much with the decaf apparently, but regular coffee. There are other compounds in the coffee. You know, obviously it's not just a vehicle for caffeine, but it improves your ability to use carbs. Well, that's fantastic. Whereas caffeine pills do the opposite. They they mess up your ability to use carbs. They make you insulin resistant on some level. So I would think if you're smart and you don't want to screw with your recovery go for the Joe, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that's that's kind of why we're having fun with some of this. He's got some Death Wish stuff and all these different things. And yeah, are they caffeinated? You bet. But all the other stuff in the coffee, at least chronically, maybe not immediately after you're doing it, but chronically over time, you're a better carb handler. Well, that's win-win because stimulants usually really mess up your ability <laughs> to use carbs. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, all stimulants are not created equal, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, uh, you, you can't just assume that you know, the geranium extract is the same thing as synephrine, is the same thing as caffeine, is the same thing as the Red Bull and the taurine mix. You know, all these things are quite different. And uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a lesson from Mother Nature. You know, like just drink, go to the bean, you know, because there's other <laughs> other other stuff in there that's going to – that's not going to screw with your recovery, whereas the coffee – or the straight caffeine, rather, might. So that's some, a few of the highlights. Um 
that I'm going to share at least, along with some of the data that we're finding. But that would make a great radio commercial. There on EB, you'd have to use your radio voice. Go to the B. Trademark that. Yeah. Yeah. Selling the Starbucks or something. That's right. Well, you know, I'm I, I'm going to tell everybody tomorrow that's this lecture is being brought to you by Starbucks and Diphenhydramine <laughs> because <laughs> I can't breathe. I got this terrible cold. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I was I was sick a few days ago. So I have been lucky. I haven't had to deal with the cold ruining my training at all. Work, yes. Colds, thank goodness, no. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Good show. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, keep the emails coming in. We love to hear them, especially uh, good ones. You can keep the bad ones yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I, should, I, I will be on next Thursday. So. Great. Oh, awesome. Okay. All right. We'll have four just two weeks in a row. Until next week, everybody. All right. Later, guys. Later. Hey, sports nutrition fans, join us in beautiful Clearwater Beach, Florida, June 20 and 21 for the 11th Annual ISSN Conference and Expo. You'll learn the latest, greatest sports nutrition from the best minds in the business. Some of our speakers include Juan Carlos Santana, Dr. Mark Tarnopolsky, Gina Lombardi, and many, many more. You'll learn about intermittent fasting, how to exercise to offset poor eating, and also nutritional strategies for maintaining or gaining muscle mass. But the best part is you'll get to rub elbows with the best scientists in the business. The ISSN, why would you go anywhere else? Go to www.theissn.org for more information. That's www.theissn.org for more info. See you there. Iron Radio is accepting donations. If you like what we do, the professors, the scientists, the bodybuilding show promoters, the athletes themselves in powerlifting and bodybuilding, um, please consider making a donation or maybe buying something from the iradio.org uh, store. Uh, we also are accepting supporting members. So for $4 a month, which is frankly less than the bank sneaks out of your account in fees, you can step up and support a form of sort of public radio for the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strength community. The Iron Radio Podcast and all of the audio on ironradio.org is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting a diet or exercise program, it's important to check with your physician. Also seek the help of registered dietitians, athletic trainers, and qualified exercise physiologists in order to make the progress that you need.